our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha. And in this episode, we'll be talking about the second part of the Death Busters slash Infinity Arc in the Sailor Moon manga. Um, because as it turns out, we're going to need three parts to discuss this because there's a lot happening. Yeah, this has a lot of content. And it's really tightly written. It really is. Um, um, rereading this as an adult has been kind of a revelation just because of, like, I can understand so much more. Mm-hmm. And um, you kind of, there's stuff that's written in it that almost feels like the setup for the stars arc. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is the first arc that was really written with the idea of another arc following. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it does seem like it's it's setting up the idea of, um, for one thing, there being more senshi, you know? I was actually kind of thinking that when we're like, oh, you know, there's these three new senshi, and then there's another one, and there there's other galaxies and people coming from other galaxies. And yeah, I was thinking to myself, oh, is this part of setting up the idea of, of the stars and the, the expanded, um, senshi that are out there, you know? Right. Yeah. So I had that same thought, actually. It's just one of those things. Like, if you haven't read it or watched it in a long time, revisit it because you might get something more out of it than you did the last time. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. So where we left off last time was we saw Setsune Meo, who is a dead ringer for Pluto. And it's basically just like, this is Pluto. Yeah. She doesn't seem to know she's Pluto, and we have, like, a whole cute exchange because, like, it's Reika Motoki from the arcade's girlfriend um, who introduces us to her because they go to the same college, and um, she talks about how she's probably, like, the, the prettiest girl in her year, and then Motoki agrees with her, saying that, she, <laughs> yeah, she has, like, this really cool, mature air, and Reika's like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like the prettiest girl here. Yeah, she sure is. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, <Thanks>. um... <laughs> it's like, no, you're supposed to say, I'm the prettiest one. <laughs> right, and so you can say, like, yeah, she's pretty, but she's nothing compared to you. Right, right. But no, <laughs> like, he's like, on, she buddy. definitely is. Yeah, it's like, you missed your cue, buddy. You missed it. <laughs> uh, I thought it was also interesting... Yeah, they emphasize that she's mature, and they're, like, inviting her out to dinner, but she's already had dinner with the professor, and it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh my, you know? And you just kind of, you see he's not a character, he's just, like, indistinct blob man with glasses in the background, you know? (laughs) Yeah, he's just some dude in the background, like, she had dinner with the professor, not because it's, like, ooh, secret relationship, it's because they're both working on research, and they're really dedicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's She's studying the distortions in, like, the little delta that they're in. Because mm-hmm. there are some weird spatial distortions in that tri- in the triangle where the Infinity Academy is located, where Mugengakuen is. Yeah. So, and that's reinforced. That's yeah. So they can see it, like, on their scans and stuff, but that's reinforced when uh, Reika and Motoki go out. Because, like, he's like, let's go to the delta region. And she looks up and there's, like, this heavy dark cloud over it ominous dark cloud and she like shivers and she's like "Mm, no 
So let's go somewhere else. And this takes place during what's essentially monsoon season. So like it gets really rainy in Japan uh, in the summer. And they're like, yeah, this rainy weather just won't let up. So another indication that things are off. Uh, after this, we get some more background with, on the Deathbusters themselves. We get more background on Master Pharaoh 90, um, the Tau system, all of it being destroyed, them essentially being evil refugees. And it's not outright stated, but like the Tower on Crystal is basically their equivalent to the Ginsui show. Mm-hmm. Um, because Master Pharaoh 90 points out that like, oh, it, the the light of the Ginsui show is like the light of our tower on crystal, but like stronger. Um, and considering they're refugee, they're evil refugees, uh, from another solar system, uh, you have to wonder if like the reason the tower on crystal is failing is because it's not in the hands of the right person. Mm. Uh, we also see that Tom, like Professor Tomoe continues to experiment on people to create a perfect daimon to be hosts for the souls of the people from the Tao system. Uh, and it keeps failing and it keeps resulting in like the devolution or like the, the monsters. Yeah. The monsters. And they're all very unsettled. <laughs> uh, they really, they really want to make Sailor Moon a host though. Right. Uh, I don't think they directly say they want to make her a host, but they want to obtain her power. They want the power of her to power up their crystal. So, That's right. Yeah. Uh, and this is when we're introduced to Telu of The Witches 5. Yep. She's a foil to Jupiter. She's the PE teacher and runs botanical gardens. I like that they have like that side note of like the stuff they're into, even though like the PE teacher doesn't play in at all. They just let us know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we want to let you know that this is a one-to-one. <laughs> yeah. I like Telly's hair. I think it's really cute, the way it's tied up in the ribbons. Yeah, it is really I cute. Don't know how, I don't know how that would work in real life. I feel like a lot of anime hair would work well on black hair. Oh, yeah. Specifically, like, Highly like textured for... Hair. Yeah, like, 4C, maybe 3C hair. I feel like you could manipulate hair. Like, there was, like, a picture of a of a cosplayer, like, a black cosplayer as Goku, and he had just, like, shaped his hair into, like, the Goku style. That is so you cool. Know? And it was just like, oh, damn. <laughs> I don't think Taylor's would be too hard. It mostly looks like two, you know, two puffs, and then some strands, and some finger waving on the bangs, basically. Okay. I mean, it would definitely I mean, I be can't... easier on textured hair, but... Yeah. I mean, I can't do hair at all, so... <laughs> <laughs> like, every so often I'm like, I should curl my hair, and then I try and I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> uh, anyway. Telu has great hair. I think she's pretty. She is pretty. I've got a pixie cut right now, so I, I couldn't do anything if I really wanted to. <laughs> Yeah. That's how I have clients. I do their hair, and then I come home and don't do my hair. <laughs> exactly. It's easier to do hair on other people. Anyway. It is. So, after being introduced to Telu, we cut to Chibiusa in school, 
and everybody's clay projects are being handed back to them, and Chibiusa's is, like, shown, and hers is the most elaborate. Like, these kids are making, like, ashtrays and, like, animals, and she's like, here is the Holy Grail. <laughs> there was a little Godzilla. Did you see it? Yeah. It was a little blobby Godzilla. It was cute. It's great. It's just, like, uh, I've... <laughs> And then the teacher is like, anyway, here's the second part of the assignment. Give what you created to the person who matters to you. <laughs> and um, I can't remember the name of her classmate, like the boy that like te- that like teases her. And he's in the her side stories where he's kind of a jerk, yeah. but it's like. I didn't write down his name either. Yeah, it doesn't he's, matter. But he's, he's a little brat. He's the, he's the type. Yeah, he's the type of boy where it's just like he's bullying you because he likes you. Because he is, you know, <laughs> he's yeah. just like, I don't know how to handle this. I think genuinely when he first met Chibiusa, he's like, you're weird and I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, but he's come around, especially because he lo- he loves Sailor Moon. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I feel, especially in the side stories, like, he realizes, like, oh, no, she's actually pretty cool. But he also kind of knows, like, I told her to her face that she's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't know, know how to, to come back from this. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it's cute. He's like, here, this is for you. She's like, what? Why? And he's like, it's for friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it's I remember really he's like, yeah, it's really well done. Like, it has like a little Sailor Moon on the side of it. And yeah, it's like it's, a, it's it looks like a, yeah, it looks like a cup. And then it's got like a relief sculpture of a Sailor Moon on the side. And I mean, remember, he's like seven or eight years old. Like, don't. (laughs) I'm not going to be mean about this kid. Like, he's a child. He's not going to know how to do things because he's literally not old enough to know. Yeah. It's cute. (laughs) But he's cute. But Chibiusa makes the decision that she's going to give her grail to Hotaru. And when Usagi finds out, she's like, why aren't you? Like, really? Mamoru and I helped you make this and you're going to give it to Hotaru? And she's like... Yeah, but because you both helped me, I can't just give it to one of you because it means I'll exclude the other. So I'm yes. going to give it to Hotaru because she doesn't have anybody. Yeah, I made a note about that too because I feel like this is a one of the another one of those things that I felt like was a response to the anime because like Chibiusa isn't showing favoritism to one parent over the other. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's like no longer, she's not like sabotaging her, her parents' Anyways. Yeah, she's not trying to play them off one another. She's not like, Mamoru is my favorite, even though, like... Yeah. I mean, like, at she's... the beginning of, of this arc, like, we see her, like, push past Usagi to get to Mamoru first. But it's yeah. also, like, she lives with Usagi. So she yeah. sees her mom every day. She doesn't see her dad every day, technically. So, yeah. of course, she's gonna run to her dad. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It, yeah, it's just really cute. It's really sweet. Um... Yeah. I like that she but. makes a point to be like, I can't just give it to one of you. That would be fair, you know? She's definitely a yeah. daddy's girl still, but there's a difference between, like, a daddy's girl and, like, hating your mom. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, like, of course she's going to be a daddy's girl. Like, Mamoru is obsessed with two things, his wife and his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and kittens. And kittens. Like, Mamoru has his priorities in order. God bless. Right. Uh, we do also see a scene before of Hotaru in school, you know, just walking and then being bumped by, like, some mean classmates. And they, like, 
they do like passive aggressive talk shit to her. Mm-hmm. And then um because she's dropped all of her stuff, she picks up her pencil case, which is metal, and crushes it in her hand. And the girls are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because you know, she's known as being like sick and weak, and now she's just done that and they like scurry off real quick and it's not it's very concerning. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely not uh on brand for her. And we could tell by her eyes that like something's up. This is not normal Hotaru right now. Because we know now that uh Uranus and Neptune are Haruka and Michiru. Uh we cut to where like Usagi wants to find them and like convince them to, to join with them instead of like fighting against them or saying that we have to be apart. Mm-hmm. And Mako-chan and Ami are like, I mean, we can try. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. I like that they're, so Usagi brings it up to them and she, like Usagi wants to go right here and now. Like, let's go find Haruka and Michiru right now and just ask them why they're not fighting alongside us. And Makoto and Amy are are like, we've got work to do after school, and you've got detention. And she's all bummed out, feeling not supported, and they're like, hey, we're not saying no, we're just saying not right now, you know? Yeah. And And I think it's really important, I think it's really great that they show Mako and Ami do this, because we don't, we don't see a lot of them, Mm -hmm. and compared to, like, Look, don't get me wrong, I love Venus and Mars, but they're both more, like, even though Mars, like, is the cool type, they're both more hot-headed than Mako and Ami. Yeah. And so, like, I fi- if, like, Usagi had said this to Minako, and, like, the reason she's telling Mako and Ami is because they all go to the same school. Uh, but if, like, Minako was in school, she, like, Usagi would have been like, we should go and find them and tell them to join our side. Minako would be like, alright, let's ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're ditching, we're ditching <laughs> detention, we're gonna go find him. Yeah. Um. Minako would be like, yes, makes sense, sounds good, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's it's great because we get to see Mako-chan ha- is in the gardening club at school. Mm-hmm. And I really love that the manga focuses on the plant side of Mako compared to the anime, which just focuses on the lightning. Um, and the cooking they show her baking and stuff a lot in the show, but they don't yeah. really get into her plant hobbies very much. I guess just because, like, I mean, frankly, lightning is cooler than flowers, you know? I guess. I get it. I, un- but I understand you- why. Do you want a bouquet or do you want lightning for your birthday? <laughs> I mean, do I get to control the lightning? No, just lightning. Is the lightning gonna hit me? Yes. Then probably no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will want a bouquet. Like, <laughs> like do, can I keep the lightning in a bottle? <laughs> what do you want in your garden? Flowers or lightning? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But it's really cute. And um, everybody comments about how, like, since Mako has joined, like, all of the plants have done really well in their club. Yeah. And... One of her clubmates shows her like the new Telu plant because they're selling it at Nugan Academy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I think he he's bought it, but he's well, like he was, it's really cool. 
she was saying she was saying how because the weather's been so crappy and it's raining even though it's not supposed to be raining right now that all her house plants have haven't been doing too well and mm. he was like well why don't you get one of those new um telu telu plants what do they call it yeah telu plants it's literally yeah. just the name of the witch <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, why don't you get one of those? Because um, you don't even have to water them. They just subsist off the uh, humidity in the air. And um, yeah, they're selling them at Mugen Academy. And she's like, huh, that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> you know? I know. She's like, okay. And she's never heard of it. And like, Mako knows because, of course, she knows like all of the botany. She's yeah. like, I have never heard of that. So I guess I have to go check it out. Right. Um, and the senshi discuss their suspicion of Professor Tomoe because, like, they look him up. I don't think this is the point where they look him up, but they're just like, hey, uh, something's shady with this dude. They... And they're concerned because. Sorry, go ahead. Well, they're concerned because Shibiusa is friends with Hotaru. Yeah. No, this is the point they look it up because Mamoru has access to, um, to stuff they didn't have before he has like mm. i think because he's of where he's at in school so he he can access like um some older medical news or documents or something like that because this okay. is when they 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 look up a profile of him and see that hotaru is his daughter and usagi's like oh mm -hmm. shit i that's probably the same hotaru that chibiusa has been going to go see mm -hmm. and and so since Chibiusa has expressed that she wants to give the chalice to Hotaru, that's, uh, Usagi is like, well, I'm coming with you because it's stormy outside and you can't go alone. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's, uh, Chibiusa goes and like breaks into their house like she does. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> So funny, because Chibius is like, uh, I've gone there by myself, and I just want to let everybody know who's like, I can't believe that they would let a small child, like, go this long way all by herself. In Japan, they are, they, I don't want to say they don't care about their kids, like, they obviously care about their children, but children are afforded a lot of independence at a very young age. You have, like, five and six-year-olds who get on subways to go to school. So, yeah. like, this is a very normal thing for Japan. Yeah. Yeah, so they go, like, Chibiusa just walks right on in, but this time she is met by Kaori Knight, mm -hmm. uh, who is going by Kaori, yeah. uh, which is obviously a Japanese name, and is like, uh, who the hell are you? What are you doing here? And um, the girls are kind of stuttering until Hotaru shows up and is like, they're my guests. Step aside. Yeah. And Kali Knight is, is like, uh, this is suspicious. This child does not have friends. Right. Which is sad. It's like, that's weird. Yeah. She doesn't have any friends. She doesn't have any guests over yeah. ever. Um, yeah. And she has the prettiest tea set. <laughs> she really does. Oh my god. Like, and all this, of Hataru's stuff is just class. Her whole room, everything. Anyways. We, not that we see a lot of sets in, in the Sailor Moon manga, but the little snippets we get. She's like, ah! <gasps> <laughs> it's so pretty uh for those of you who don't know in uh hotari's like profile like in the manga she uh her favorite her hobby is collecting lamps yeah she's really 
So Interesting. she has a lot of lamps in her room. Yeah. So she, um, this is when we have the scene where Chibiusa offers the chalice to Hotaru and um, Usagi is like, huh, you're giving it to her and not Mamoru, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And Chibiusa explains that, uh, you know, she doesn't want to show favoritism and her teacher told her to give it to somebody important. And Hotaru is like, well, if you're supposed to give it to someone important, you shouldn't give it to me. You should keep it for yourself. Give it to yourself. And it's just like, no, Hotaru, you are important. It's like, no, baby, accept the gift. When was the last time you got a gift? Right. It's just, you just want to cry for her. You do. It's like, it's, it's like, you're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> She's like, like, if it's important, you should keep it. And it's like, baby. <laughs> she's telling you, you're important, Otaru. <laughs> oh, it's tragic. Yeah. Um, Usagi heads off to use the bathroom. And we see her drawing her hands later. So she actually is, like, she actually does use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Not like most of the times in, in fiction where they're like, well, I'm going to go use the bathroom. But she does snoop after using the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, she she does genuinely have to use the bathroom, and while she's gone, um, Hotaru has another fit, and uh, Chibiusa pulls out the Gensuisho to help her again, mm-hmm. and, like, Hotaru kind of gets a little weird about it. Yeah, for she, a quick minute. You know, for a quick minute, and then, like, shakes herself out of it, and Chibiusa's like, that's weird, anyways. Uh, yeah. But when Usagi is headed out from the bathroom and is like, all right, this is my time to snoop. That's when she runs into Professor Tomoe. And Usagi justifiably is creeped out by this dude. Like, he's so weird. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I was looking for Hotaru's room. Oh, you're Hotaru's friend, you know? Um, Yeah. And he leads her back. But yeah, Hotaru, when she has that moment, she feels herself being driven to take the crystal. And she's like... Why was I trying to do that? Like, who's in my head? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, she increasingly feels like she's not herself anymore. Yeah. So when uh, Professor Tomoe and Usagi come back, he's like, okay, time for a checkup. And Usagi's like, oh, look at that. It's time to go then. We will let you take <laughs> care of that checkup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And Chavis is like, we don't have, it's like, why have you got to go? And he's like, he's like, we're leaving. This dude is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're out. <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> it's like, we need to leave. And as they're heading and back, Chibiusa spots Setsuna Mayo in the crowd. Uh-huh. And she obviously, like, is freaked out because she can't, she can't understand why, like, why Pluto would be here. Yeah, she goes to chase her for a second, but when she loses sight, she, like, stops herself, and she's like, no, that's that's just not possible, you know? Because, mm-hmm. well, of course, we know Pluto is supposed to be dead at this point. Right, because she died. <laughs> like, Chibisa yeah. watched her die. <laughs> it was all very sad. We were there. We're not happy about it. <laughs> we all had emotions. It was, it was very, it was, it was done very beautifully in the manga, and it didn't happen in the anime. And and, her, yeah. And we had feelings. We had feelings. And you can go and listen to previous episodes about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but then we cut We back had feelings. To, yeah. 
And then we kept, cut back to Minako and Makoto at uh, Mako's apartment. Yeah, so they're hanging out. I really love that the manga is showing all of them hanging out with each other separately. Yeah. I they're not that. just a single unit. They're just they're they are just like a group of friends. And they go to her apartment and Mako has like the new plant and it's got like a sweet <laughs> smell and as uh as they're sitting there the two of them fall asleep and when they wake up, like the plant, the telu plant, has like a bud now and all the other plants in the apartment have died. And Mako grabs, yep. like, a knife and, like, slashes the plant. Like, Mina's like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I do want to point out that, like, this this plant makes them sleep. And in this sleep, we get uh, Mako-chan, like, dreaming about her senpai. Mm-hmm. And we get an official name for her senpai. It's Nichogi senpai. Mm. So, it's like, oh my god, he has a name. So now we know. <laughs> now we know who broke her heart, that bastard. <laughs> now we can all be mad at some guy named Nichogi. It's yes. fine. Uh, but she destroys the plan, and obviously uh, Minako and Mako report to the other sentry, like, okay, here's the sitch. Uh, these plants are coming from Nukengakuen. They're clearly evil. We have to go and destroy them. Uh, so they go to the Mugen Botanical Gardens, or they're preparing to go to the Mugen Botanical Gardens, because Usagi and Chibiusa are still out. And Usagi spots Haruka and Michiru. Mm-hmm. To see them coming and just, like, run. But they avoid them, and she's like, why can't we be friends? Yeah. Um, sometimes it don't, it doesn't work like that all the time. Usagi, sorry to tell you. Yeah. She just doesn't understand how they're all senshi, but they can't be allies. Like... How are we fighting on the same side, but also not allies? You know, it just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. to her. And she keeps wanting to reach out. Um, yeah. But when she can't, like, catch up to them, they continue onward to the bo- botanical gardens. Where, not surprisingly, Telu is already attacking. The flowers are, like, all in bloom. And people are collapsed all over the ground. Yeah, and like the senshi are out there ready to ready to fight, and um, and in the meantime, Setsuna is in her lab, and mm-hmm. she has one of these plants because of course she does. Like it comes from Mugen Academy. It's a nice looking plant, so of course she has one. And so this plant is obviously trying to kill her, like it does to everything else. And at this moment, her senshi power awakens, mm-hmm. and by awakening, she literally draws. Uranus and Neptune to her. So, like, Michiru and uh, Haruka literally manifest in her lab and they, like, look at each other in shock and her senshi power fully activates because we see the little sim- the P symbol for the planet Pluto on her head and it's great. Uh, yep. Meanwhile, as the senshi are fighting because, is like, the others are fighting and Chibiusa is just kind of desperate because she's like, I don't have, I can't help, I don't have anything. And then Luna P appears and turns into her own moon rod. Yeah. Is it the and she moon does rod her first I... pink sugar heart attack. Yeah. Is hers called the moon rod? It is a moon rod. I don't remember okay. specifically what it's called, but it is a moon rod. Okay, because it's a little heart-shaped I one. think it's it's a heart, but, like, I think I just mentally was like, yeah, that's a moon rod. <laughs> I, I think it's called, like, the sugar rod or something like that. I don't remember. 
doesn't matter. She gets a rod. It's, she has like a heart shape. It has magic. <laughs> it has magic. She does a uh, pink sugar heart attack. Yeah. Uh, and it does work, but like the senshi aren't strong enough by themselves. The senshi aren't able to defeat Telu until we hear a dead scream from Pleto. Yes. And it's awesome. And everyone's in shock because again, remember all of these people watched Pluto die and now she's standing in front of them. So it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And Pl- Pluto's attack has the most goth name, Dead Scream. <laughs> and like her, ta- so the talismans are the space sword, uh, the deep aqua mirror and the garnet orb on Sailor Pluto's staff. And so at this point, we kind of get, we get background and there, we get some background on the outer century where they're like, we're never supposed to meet you. We're supposed to guard the outer reaches of the solar system mm-hmm. um, to prevent any sort of extra system attacks, essentially. They're supposed to protect the kingdom. And uh, that's why, and because they're more powerful, because they have to repel these extra system enemies they're like we don't need your help uh we can take care of this something like this is literally our jurisdiction because these are aliens from a different planet not just from a different planet but from a a different solar system altogether and um if you guys want them to butt out yeah and if you guys interfere you'll just get in the way yeah and uh Isagi is of course just like but why and we see um Haruka hesitate and in the modern translation I don't remember what it was in like the mixed translation and obviously I don't know what it's what's said in the original Japanese but we see like Neptune says that Uranus is actually not is both a man and a woman uh-huh so like Neptune explains like like she's not one or the other she has the the strengths of both yeah. And at that point, I'm just like, so Haruka non-binary confirmed? Yeah, yeah. The translation I read, um, the quote I put down was, Uranus is like a man and a woman in one. She has the strength of both genders. It is her special advantage as a soldier. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's really interesting because they're, like, definitely at that time, there was not a phrase for that. I don't know if they have a term like non-binary in Japan yet, you know? Right. I don't either. I know that, like, trans rights are slowly kind of coming up into the forefront, but, like, mostly it's for uh, trans women rather than trans men, and the words that are used are still, like, essentially slurs. So, uh... They've got (laughs) a... Their gender roles are really... I think their gender roles are a lot stronger there than what we have here and certainly at this time 80s 90s you know yeah that was very yeah they it's a very very rigid structure and we'll talk about this more in the uranus episode yeah uh, especially when we watch the anime because the anime has her present basically as a butch as like a butch lesbian the whole time yeah but i think Uh, whereas in in the manga she kind she goes in between like masculine and feminine clothing yeah more often Uh uh-huh so yeah i i think in the manga she is she is what we would call now as non-binary yeah that's pretty cool 
It's cool. This is like, what, 1994, 1995? Yeah. To see this kind of representation. Yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and it's and it's presented in a completely different way to Sailor Jupiter. Yes. Who is considered masculine by society, but does not see herself as masculine. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, Jupiter's, she's a little bit of a tomboy. She's strong and she's tall, but she happens to be strong and tall, you know? But all her hobbies mm-hmm. are very effeminate, so... We'll yeah. talk about it more in, in the Senshi episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll we'll cover that more in the future. Yeah. But what I like here is that like Mamori like confronts the outer sensory and he's he basically calls bullshit on them saying, you know, we don't need your help, like butt out. And he's like, Really? Really? And they're like, Yeah, really. Yeah. They show him absolutely no respect as the prince. <laughs> they're like, We're here for the silver millennium and the silver millennium only. We do not care about you. And it's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, so after that, the inners do more research about Professor Tamoy, and we find out that he's been doing, like, a lot of illegal shit for a long time, and that his wife died in a fire at his lab, and that his daughter was very badly injured. Hotari was, like, maybe eight at the time. Mm-hmm. They, like, list list the 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 ages and like his wife's name like his wife's name is like Keiko I think I yeah. forgot yeah I'm but she's sure. dead so it doesn't matter <laughs> she never comes up again dead um, wife <laughs> dead wife uh anyways like Chibiusa goes to the movies because Hitaru invites her out to the movies and Chibiusa invites her friends from elementary school and they're all there and Hitaru isn't and she's really late and Chibiusa gets worried so she goes to her house to find out. And, like, Chibiusa needs to, like, properly go to a gate. <laughs> they show her jump a fence. This is how she, and it has, she, even, it has a little note saying this is how she's been getting in. She, she, just, she just, she breaks into their yard. Just, like, real casual, just, like, breaks into, like, don't. And so, because she does this, she looks through the window and she sees Hotaru being tended to by her father. And she sees that, like, Hotaru is essentially, is a cyborg. Yeah. She has, like, these mechanical pieces, like, replacing her joints and her muscles, and she is horrified, because she's never seen anything like that, and um, runs away, and Hotaru, like, notices that something moved, and she's like, oh my god, that was Chibisa, because Hotaru's worrying yeah. that all of this essential maintenance is making her late for the movie, and she's worried about, you know, worrying Chibiusa, Yeah. and then she realizes that Chibiusa saw her. Yeah, well, Chibiusa uh, said Chibiusa something. She said, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have uh, barged in or something like that. I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. And she, then she runs oh, off. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So she she sees her. They're, they make eye contact and she basically says something before apologizing and running off. And yeah. um, And then it's so sad because Hotaru is like, I finally had a friend, you know? And then she obvi- and then she immediately collapses. Yeah. You know, so she she can't even. It's it's sad, and then and Chibiusa is, what Chibiusa later is like runs away, and then she's like, I can't believe I ran away from Hataru. She must be so hurt by that. Yeah, she immediately regrets so, it. Yeah, it's not your fault, honey. You were shocked. Yeah, but before she can do anything, like it starts to hail, and it's like painful. Yeah, but before we we get to the hail. Um, Hotaru like collapsed be- a- after this. Like she looks up and she sees Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, and they're oh. looking at her. And she yells at 
And she yells at them and she's like, like, she thinks they're goddesses of death. She's like, what, like, are you here for me? Like, and they just kind of vanish. <laughs> and then we are introduced to Cyprine or Cyprine. I don't remember. I don't know. Cyprine, who shows up and is like, I'm level 999 <laughs> of the witches. Uh, so it's time to fuck some shit up. Yeah. And that's when she create. That's when there's magical hail to a to that damages the citizens and like brainwashes them and causes them to attack each other. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts fighting, and mm-hmm. um, let's see. This is when and she also and like while this is happening, she specifically goes for Haruka. She finds yeah, that's right. she finds where Haruka lives and attacks her directly. Yeah, she directly attacks Haruka and Michiru's with her. So she they they're going after Haruka and Michiru because they're students they from the academy and they see them as defectors. So they're like They're students at the academy. Well, they they saw them transform, remember when they were fighting uh Bilui? So they know when, that these students at the academy. Uh, okay. Just when I was reading, it didn't what Maybe I misunderstood, because when they were, um, like, Kaolinite was talking about it, they were just talking about, oh, these students, we haven't seen them at the academy. It seems like they've defected, you know? I don't think, when I was reading it, it looked like they hadn't made the correlation. But maybe that's um, a plot hole or something, you know what I mean? Because she does mm-hmm. see them, when she goes to attack the two students, they transform, and then, you know, there's no doubt. It's like, aha! You're, you're Neptune and Uranus. It's like, yes. It's like, uh-huh, yeah, you caught me. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, they, the the outers fight, and the inners join the cause, but Cyprien just sort of turns up the heat as, like, all of the senshi arrive, and yeah. uh, the hail hits them and turns the inners and outers against each other, so they start to fight, and Sailor Moon is, like, begging them to stop. And so, like, the only people not hypnotized are the Moon family. So, yeah. Sailor Moon, Chibi Moon, and Tuxedo Mask. Well, and she says and that it brings, what it is doing is it's bringing out the darkness that's already inside them. And that explains why the inners and outers are at, at, are at odds, because they're, like, you know, they're against each other, essentially. But, so, I kind of wonder, I, I'm wondering if it doesn't affect the three of them because they don't have that darkness, you know? They're not out to get anybody. They genuinely want things to get better, but right, don't they know. don't actually. They don't have any animosity towards the people that they're fighting. Whereas, like the outers are like the inners need to butt out and control the princess and keep her away from this. And the inners are like, we can't do our job if you don't cooperate with us, right? And so there's there is legitimate resentment between the outers and the inners because neither of them really think that the other is doing their job. Um, whereas, like, in the Moon family, <laughs> it's just kind of like, we just want everybody to get along. Yeah. And it's, and Sailor Moon makes the, the logical assumption that defeating Cyprene will break the spell. So she attacks Cyprene, who instead of dying, just splits in two and becomes Cyprene and Pitalol. Yep. And that was the thing. It's, it's a lot, and like, the attacks just kind of get stronger. And then the Moon family comes together. Because they're like all like right now, all we have is each other, and again, like similar to Black Moon, the family, the the shared love of the family comes together, 
and they summon the Holy Grail that Shibuyusa made, and the Senshi brooches resonate. They're still hypnotized, but they resonate, and Sailor Moon calls on the power from all of the Senshi, which goes into the Grail, mm-hmm. after which she drink like, and then she drinks from it and becomes Super Sailor Moon. Yep. And the and the hypnosis is broken. Cyprin and Pitalal are shocked. Kaylee Knight is is surprised because Sailor Moon they're like literally in the 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 current translation. It's like she went through a power up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's just and Sailor Moon is like, well, does Rainbow Moon heartache and destroys Cyprin and Pitalal and Kaylee Knight is shocked that the strongest of the witches five has been defeated by sailor moon um all of the senshi the outers and the inners um their brooches on their chest bow have transformed from stars or circles into hearts Mm -hmm. so they've also got a power up and everyone's looking at super sailor moon in shock and uh and she there and she's like i was able to do this because all of you wanted to protect this planet so bad that you gave, like, I got this power from you. Mm-hmm. And she also Which says, I love. Yeah, she also said that she wished for their hearts to come together. At least in yeah. the translation I read. So it's like, I just want everybody to get along. <laughs> She's like, we're all fighting for the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was able to do this transformation. And because she transforms into Sailor Moon, the Outer Sense, she completely, like, reveal everything. Uh, mm-hmm. They reveal that the reason that they're here is because the reason that they're here is because they have to stop fate from changing because the reason for them to gather is because their talismans have to resonate to summon the the goddess of death, which is Sailor Saturn. Mm-hmm. Um, and s- when Sailor Saturn is summoned, every like the whole planet is destroyed. The last time Sailor Saturn was summoned was when the silver millennium fell their uh-huh. their talismans activated uh they brought sailor saturn out sailor saturn uh wielded her glaive flipped it upside down and destroyed everything yeah uh and just basically sailor saturn is a giant reset button and they're like we know that this is not correct because chibiusa is right here chibi moon is here so we know there is a future we don't know why this is happening it's clearly a glitch and in order to stop that from happening we have to kill Hotaru Tomoe, she's Sailor Saturn. She's, like, her body is Sailor Saturn. And all of them are shocked. They're like, you can't murder a child. And they're like, well, they're like, this is why we can't work with you. Because Uh you're not willing to do what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're basically like, we wanted to save you the heartache of dealing with the situation. But this is our job, and this is what we need to do. We need to kill Hotaru, who's not long for this world anyways, before she awakens as Sailor Saturn and destroys the world as we know it. So stay out of her way. Right. Uh, and we see that, like, while uh, Super Sailor Moon was destroying Cyprene, like, Hotaru was having another attack. Mm-hmm. She's, like, there's, she's collapsed in pain, like, her head is splitting, and she's like, you can't come out. But it something does, and it calls out to Master Pharaoh ninety, and uh, but then like she collapses after that. Uh, a- 
after the outers are like, anyway, we're going to kill Hotaru, Chibiusa, like, runs to her friend, because she's like, you, you, like, I have to tell her, I have to make sure she's going to be okay, uh, which is unfortunately a mistake, because Chibiusa runs to her, sees her collapsed, and, like, goes to her, at this point, Hotaru just kind of, like, lifts up, like, just lifts up her head, reaches out, because Chibiusa's still transformed, she's still Chibi Moon. She goes to her, finds her, and Hotaru looks up, and her eyes are like stars in the manga. Uh, and she reaches out and rips her compact brooch off of her chest, forcing a detransformation. Um, and then her hair, like Hotaru's hair, just gets really long. Hotaru has a bob, and it just gets real, 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 real long. Kind of like, how would you describe that length of hair? Um. <laughs> Honestly, it it's it's so long it almost looks like a spider web around her. It just it's it is beyond human length. It's just it's beyond floor length. It's like kind of like the it's, length of a cathedral veil. Um yeah, it's really massive. It's kind of like Morticia Adams hair but taken up another notch. Um but like she stands up as clearly evil but the symbol on her forehead is a, is a black, a black star. star. And, yeah. and the outers are confused because clearly something has awakened within Hotaru, but it's not Sailor Saturn. And it's not reson- they know that because it's not resonating with the, um, the talisman. They're like, if she had been awakened, if Saturn had been awakened, the, the talismans would be resonating. So, who is that? <laughs> you know? Mm hmm. And so, uh, Tuxedo Mask gets, like, grabs Chibiusa because they all ran after her. Uh, and she's, and Sailor Moon is shocked because Chibiusa is cold and not breathing. Yep, she's not responsive. At all. And that's where we're gonna leave today's episode. <laughs> yep, that is the cliffhanger. Oh no! Oh no, now you have to tune into the next episode. You have to find out what is happening. Somebody up there. It is- all. Somebody is going to be out there and be like, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> and if you're a someone contrarian. Just, right. Someone out there is just like, this was exactly what I needed to quit this podcast. Right. <laughs> so if you're that contrarian, then don't come back. But now that I've told you not to come back, you're going to come back. Ha <laughs> 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 Reverse psychology. <laughs> I feel like shouting pocket sand from like. Pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, I, gosh. I I think the energy of that applies here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at OshiokiyoPod or contact us through email at OshiokiyoThePodcast at gmail.com. All of that information is in our show notes. Thanks to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us or Sikini Gawate Oshiokyo! Oshiokyo.